Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magnetic Goddess podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt. I have a fantastic guest for you today. I know what you're thinking. Amy Lee, you always have fantastic guests for us, and you're not wrong, but I have a really great one for you today. Uh, Priscilla Stefan is here. She's an intuitive business strategist who helps soul-driven leaders create world-changing businesses by embracing their natural leadership style and gifts. She does this through practical business strategy, soul guidance in the Akashic Records, and allowing you to deeply trust yourself. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Welcome, Priscilla, to the show. Thank you. Squeal. <laughs> Let's dive in. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's so great to have you on the show. You've got to tell me, how does one become an intuitive business strategist? That doesn't seem like a regular trajectory of, of something that someone wants to grow up and be. I want to hear more about that. Yes, I recently learned as we were talking that I'm a star seed, and I clearly was one of those mystics that hadn't had one idea of what she would do, and life gave her everything that she never even thought she could be. I didn't even know Akashic Records existed. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur or certainly a mystic. And I went through three really dark nights of the soul type of career changes. I was in the environmental field, then I did event planning, then I didn't know what I was doing, kind of jump, kind of found health coaching, figured I would try to heal 30 years of yo-yo dieting and emotional eating and putting on 30 pounds and taking off 30 pounds. Um, and then knowing that after three years of coaching women with emotional eating, that that wasn't it, but I was just kind of holding out for the thing that was the thing for me that I didn't even know what it would be, but hoped I would just know when it showed up and it happened. I got an email in my inbox. I don't know how about this thing called Akashic records and healing your body story. And I had a lot of trauma from my childhood to heal. And I was like that, that's the thing. I don't know what it is, but it's that we all have that right where we go. Don't know who this person is. Don't know what it is, but I just need to be there. need to know them need to do this thing. And so did this five week journey. And I was like, Oh my God, this energy this healing was so potent. How did nobody ever tell me about this damn thing called the Akashic records? I got to know this. I need to learn how to access it for myself. And then I became trained as an Akashic records practitioner, meaning I learned how to connect to my own soul guides. And then I knew this was the trajectory for my life's path, which was to then learn to do Akashic readings for others and realize that I had a special gift 
for business and leadership in the records. You know, there's so much you can do in terms of healing and clarity and guidance for people. The Akashic Records are also known as the Book of Life. It's a space of divine love and truth where you connect to your soul guides, known as record keepers, and they help you live a life of joy and purpose and meaning. It doesn't mean that they're going to give you the easy answers, the magical answers, but they will stretch you into living your best life. And then, um, and then I was like, okay, damn. And then I was able to channel multiple bodies of work, including the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetypes, which is my first book behind me here, helping people understand their natural leadership style and how to apply that into business from a soul-informed lens. And then I developed an entire Kashuk Record certification program and proprietary trainings um, all downloaded, channeled through the Akashic Records. And all my choices, my business decisions, my life decisions are, are, are made in partnership with my soul, right? And so I didn't even know this existed. It was just kind of life happened. And life sucked for a really long time when I had absolutely no clue where I was going to go, who I was going to be. And it was, it was tough. So I, I understand when people go through that stuff themselves. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I haven't actually dabbled in the Akashic, but I definitely recognize what you mean about when it comes to having downloads and, and channeled thoughts and channeled wisdom. My my channeling comes mostly through um, the uh, kind of the heroes gamos aspect, the divine union. That's kind of where my stuff falls. And so I get a lot of information, but I also know that a lot of people are very connected to the Akashic. And for me, and I, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but for some reason, there's always this little hand going, no, Akashic's not for you, Emily. You're not going in there. And I'm always like, why, why? What if everybody else plays in there? How come I don't get to play in there? Um, but it just been told that it's just not where I'm supposed to go. And it's bit, there aren't many things in my life that I feel like have like caution tape over them, uh, or, you know, do not enter, but the Akashic is one of them. And I'm not really sure. I'm wondering if that will change later in life. It's like, you know, a timing thing. Uh, but I very clearly have been told by my guides, like, yeah, this isn't like, this isn't you. Um, I did have somebody read my Akashic records once she just decided she was like, you know, can I, and I was like, uh, sure. And so I didn't know what I was getting into. And some of the stuff that she told me was kind of crazy, um, and, and, you know, believable, but at the same time, it was like, wow, this is, this is the answer that I wanted from the universe that you would never have known that I wanted. It was just kind of mind blowing. So all that to say, it's not my thing, but also I very vehemently support it and believe in it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those, I don't know, it's just one of those things, you know, like you're, we were talking before we got on, but you were like, I didn't like, I was never going to be a woman who had kids. I was never going to be an Akashic Record person. Yes, bless you, because you have your own path, right? And for me, the Akashic Records, you know, I happen to attract many clients, too, who feel are guided to then learn how to read it for themselves at a bare minimum, if not to incorporate it into their own spiritual transformational work. It's definitely a calling, right? Every modality calls to certain yeah. people. And the Akashic Records is very specific. Um, and so it's totally fine. And um, like, I'm not going to do hypnosis 
business or a whole bunch of other things, even though it might sound great, right? I'm like, yeah, that just no. And that's perfect to have that delineation. So then we can focus on the things that we really want to do. And to clarify, everyone has the innate ability to access their own soul guidance in the Akashic Records. I don't have a special ability that anyone doesn't. It's just about how to train yourself to do it, right? Like most of us can probably do squats and different kinds of things with our bodies, but it'll help if you go to a yoga class, for example, and the teacher shows you how to do it properly, right? And responsibly Mm -hmm. and and all those things. But when I was really amazed when my guides asked me to write the first book on leadership and to have archetypes that are leadership based, because I was like, this was 2016. I'm like, this was just before Trump was getting into power and the consciousness was very different at the time. And I think this perception that I had of leadership was very masculine, very patriarchal, very hierarchical. hierarchical. And I was like, what might I be talking about leader? I don't even know if I am a leader. I don't even know if I want to be a leader. Why am I, who am I to be talking to people about leadership? And then soul informed leadership, who the hell is going to give me the time of day, right? Because I was thinking of corporate um, leadership trainings. But I downloaded the, I channeled the whole book. And then this became another version of the original book where all the 28 archetypes uh, came through. They're bundled in the five groups here in the book. And there's the mystic, the visionary, the strategist, the divine feminine, and the explorer archetypes. And it's been a real journey of my own spiritual leadership and evolution. I find many people, especially since COVID, are emerging out of a with a new consciousness about what they want from life, how much more meaning and richness they desire, and also how brainwashed and conditioned we were into very masculine or unhealthy dynamics of productivity, doing business, the hustle, the consistency, all the things you should do, all this, and all the shaming and, and about if you haven't reached this amount of whatever, then you suck, you know, and I was like, damn that shit. That's not the truth. You know, we're feeling more pulled to lead from our souls, from our intuition for something deeper within ourselves. And I think as leaders too, CEOs, transformational leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, women, humans, we want a more humane way of living. And we also want to be able to source our own information and our own guidance, which can come from many ways. You don't have to be in the Akashic Records to source divine inner knowing, right? We kind of built in with that. And And so being able to understand your dominant natural ways of leading, what moves you to lead, right? What's that inner pull, that inner calling to show up and put yourself out there, be visible, say bold things to create things, products and services that transform your industry. That's, that's, that's putting yourself, putting your neck on the line, right? What is that pull that makes you do what feels so scary? Because you can't, you know, you just have to do it, right? It's part of your your life's path. And then what are the innate qualities that you already, already have within you that will support you in doing that more easily than you think um, is, is required of you to do it, right? Mystics are innately, uh, they're here to elevate consciousness and to create harmony and well-being in the world, at least according to my framework, right? So how do we do that with our innate abilities that are intuitive, creative, and healing, right? We harmonize, we create well-being. And so if you're creating a business or a product or a service, it's important that 
those intuitive healing and um, creative abilities be front and center. But what happens when we're spiritual beings? We're afraid, right? People are going to think we're crazy, wacky, irresponsible. But then it's that inner self-leadership journey to come to right relationship with yourself and who you are as a leader and to let that shine through in the work you do. Like if you're a divine feminine leader, your work is for the community and with the community and by the community. It's like your slogan is we together we rise, right? And so then you have an innate ability to co-create, to collaborate, to build community, to forge partnerships. And so understanding these key aspects of ourselves, our pitfalls, what makes us truly our, us, um, gives us, allows us permission to take up more space, to say what we really want to say and the courage to do it, and then to build the business around that that changes the world. Mm. A mouthful, I know. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, because I also identify as a mystic, an Eros mystic, and I was just thinking about, like, my thoughts in, in regard to what you said, and I noticed that you're like, you know, this is how you feel and this is what, and this is your slogan. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel like for me, and, and you, you, you hang out with me for any amount of time, you'll find out the kind of leader I am is a very dissonant leader. My, uh, my human design incarnation cross is the right angle, uh, the left angle cross of defiance. So, you know, you're going to always get devil's advocate from me. Uh, but for me, I feel like the mystic is much more of a, uh, a neutral energy, of awareness and observation uh, with an, an element of light. I don't, you know, I heard you talk about like Trump coming into power and all these things and these very like 3D elements. And I'm like, I I don't know that in my, in my experience, and I can't speak for all mystics, but like, I don't see the world according to only the lens of everything that's messed up. I see it as a function of the the bigger picture i see it as a function of yes it looks messed up from this angle but if we stand over here and we look this way we see all the beauty so for me i feel like my experience as a mystic has been different um because i feel like and, and maybe maybe this is just kind of what kind of mystic we are uh but i feel like more of me is in the ethereal and less of me is in the human world and so I feel like I'm observing my human and the human landscape more than I'm necessarily down here interacting with it. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And we naturally as mystics are bridges between the invisible, invisible and the visible, right? The 3d realm. So that's absolutely, yes, I agree with you. And I am, I am realist, a realist and an optimist. And I see things through I believe this is kind of like our earth school. Our soul is our souls are here to evolve. We're part of a greater collective consciousness of which, you know, what we think is bad is part of an opportunity to create some change that will elevate us ultimately, right? So don't just look at this one element, look at it in the bigger, higher uh, scheme of things. So I'm completely, um, I happen to agree with you on that for sure. And yes, we are an energy of, awareness and illuminate shedding light on things um and also providing healing because we shed light and bring awareness to things for sure mm -hmm. and my cross i think in human design i'm a generator but the cross mm -hmm. of i think consciousness it's all about bringing consciousness 
to people about who they are, what they're here to do and their sense of purpose um, in the world and that let them make their own decisions, right? Um, what I say is that when you know yourself better, chances are you'll lead better, right? Just, just knowing ourselves better, what makes us tick? What triggers us? What is the default conditioning or patterning that seems to trip us up from doing and realizing our fullest potential? And then mm -hmm. who are we as leaders? How do we want to lead from a space of conscious awareness versus default programming or what we think is expected of us? And I think that's what this work for me really triggered was like if I stopped navigating on the river of what's I think is expected of me or what's acceptable or what's safe. And I actually asked myself, what is true for me? What do I value? What I do I really want to say? What do I want to create in the world? It was a little, you know, tough because I put the responsibility on myself and not on someone else. Mm -hmm. And it took a hot second to feel comfortable with owning myself, having more sovereignty and authority over myself versus just letting someone sort of maybe a lot define who I am and what I can and cannot do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. So what do you think makes you a magnetic goddess? I've been told oddly, my smile and my voice, you know, that, um, this is what I've been told, not what I, you know, not just my ego talking is that, you know, when I come in, I, it's funny, I've always had this fear that I'm invisible, but people often tell me when I walk into a room that they notice my energy, right? There's something light or inviting, warm about my energy. While I'm still highly opinionated and cursed like a, a sailor, um, and also I think my voice, I've, I used to hate my voice, uh, cause I thought it was too sweet or I sounded too baby-like, but I've heard time and time again, that there's something soothing and very resonant and transmitting of my voice. And so I think, and frankly, deep down, I really care about people. I love people. I think people are fascinating. And I think a world where more of us are really leading from our innate talents and gifts is a world where we're all thriving and happier. So that's what I think the smile, the warm energy and my voice is what I would I love say. That so much. I, I would tend to agree. So <laughs> how do people get a hold of you if they want to work with you, if they want to, you know, purchase your book, if they want to just get into your world. What do they do? How do they get there? Just go to PriscillaStefan.com. If you're curious which of the five soul fluent leadership archetypes you are, you can go to the quiz right on there. It takes three minutes. You can identify your archetype. You can also get a copy of my book, Kindle or print. It's all color. It's, it's beautiful. It's a real guide. I still offer Akashic business readings. And I also work with more established service-based um, founders, CEOs, healers, coaches who are looking to restructure, grow, and elevate their business to really do their soul's work in the world. That is so amazing. So you guys definitely check her out. She is so great. I'm sure you guys have already gotten a taste of her energy and how fantastic she is. So thank you so much, Priscilla, for being here with us this week. It has been our pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. Absolutely. And that'll do it for another episode of the Magnetic Goddess podcast. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Namaste.